guys, just before we start, we want to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. that actually i loved it pieces of cinema um, and try to convince each other that we really liked it. Um, my name's Katie Nethercote. And I am Kayla Hamill. And um, this week I got us to um, go back to Rydell High. Thank you so uh, much for that, Katie. <laughs> we watched Grease 2. Oh my God, take me back. I'm a greasy, greasy baby. <laughs> so we're going, um, we're going back to 1982, which is when Grease 2 came out. But truly, we're actually going back to 1961 when Grease is... Oh, thank God. I was going to say, like, was I that drunk when I watched it that I got the year wrong? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, let's do some background info. So Grease 2 was directed by Patricia, Patricia Birch. Uh, it stars Michelle Pfeiffer and Maxwell Caulfield, and it was written by Ken Finkelman. Here's a little summary for you. All right. It's 1961. And the new graduating class of Rydell High is going back to school. Everyone knows that the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies only ever date one another. But Pink Lady leader Stephanie is conflicted when she meets Michael, an English exchange student and Sandy's cousin, who is anything but the cool rider she dreams about. Michael attempts to shed his nerdy facade, but will it be enough to win over Stephanie? Yes! <laughs> oh, sorry. Spoilers. Sorry, that was, a, was that a rhetorical question? <laughs> sorry. I was so in, I was so invested in in your summary. Sorry, <laughs> I really took you back. Tried to throw in as many um, of the musical numbers, if you can call them that, into the summary. Anyway, let's talk about. Let's not hear my opinion. Let's hear what some critics had to say. Yeah. Oh gosh, here we go. Okay, so Rotten Tomato score is thirty-seven, which is not the most unhealthy we've out ever of, done. Out of how much again? Just out to clarify. Out of a hundred. Okay, mm. great. Okay, mm. okay. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. Um, okay, so Roger Ebert from the Chicago Sun-Times said, This movie just recycles grease. Without the stars, without the energy, without the freshness, and without the grease. All right. Ebert. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, Roger Ebert. I'm pretty sure he's All right, a very... All right, Humperdinck. I think he's a very well-respected uh, film critic. Oh, but... I, I won't call him Inglebert <laughs> Humperdinck. <then. laughs> Um, okay, fair. Okay, fair. A critic from Cinema Cinema Crazed called it uh, as a sequel to Grease. It's terrible, and as a musical on its own merits, it's absolutely abysmal. Okay, so I I agreed in some bits. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> up to absolutely, and then it was for me absolutely incredible. But 
All right. Go on. Do go <laughs> on. Janet Maslin from the New York Times. Grease 2 is dizzy and slight, with an even more negligible plot than its predecessor had. This time, the story can't even masquerade as an excuse for stringing the songs together. Oh, my God. Describing my own personality. <laughs> uh, Emma Cochrane from Empire Magazine. This garbled tosh about bowling alleys, mysterious motorbike riders, and a school talent contest doesn't hang together. Does it have to? Does it have to? I would argue yes. Um, but as always, uh, the critics aren't everything. We know this. We know this. You've got to ask the people. Um, and so as I always do, I've gone into the Rotten Tomatoes audience review section. Um, and I've just got a few thoughts from some from some audience members who watched the film. Um, okay, so Doug D said, I don't know if I've ever made it all the way through this movie in a single sitting. Oh, he got so excited. Yeah. He needed to have a little a little alone time. It's a bit raunchy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit raunchy. <laughs> right after uh, reproduction, I'm betting that break happened. Oh, I had to take a big breather then after that. Oh, my God. Uh, Lee P, for the life of me, I can't understand why they made this film. I also can't understand why I watched it to the end. Me too, Lee. Me too. Uh, Russell W. Proof that not every movie deserves a sequel. Uh, and then this ah. one. <laughs> this oh one's my, my favourite. Uh, it was an anonymous reviewer, mm-hmm. and it just says, "Is it as good as the original? No." <laughs> uh, so, Kayla, taking that into account, and obviously your own experience of the film, um, what did mm-hmm. you think? Okay, Katie. Four words. Actually. I loved it. <laughs> there is, and there is no need. I don't even. Feel, I feel actually like a weight has been lifted uh-huh. off my chest because I enjoyed this film so much. Okay. I enjoyed it so much. I just want to. So who was it? Lee P. He said, "What did What did Lee P. say?" Uh, Lee P. said, "For the life of me, I can't understand why they made this. I also can't understand why I watched it to the end." Wait, no, who was the dude? Okay, sorry. Russell W. Proof that not every movie deserves a sequel. Okay, Russell W. How very dare you. That's like that's that's like a parent saying, yeah, we shouldn't have had that second child. It's like, don't compare. Jesus, Russell W. Like, you're clearly either an only child or you're jealous that you have a younger brother who's, like, kinder than you. If we're using that analogy, though, you have to admit that the youngest sibling here is not as good. Like, but like, <laughs> good how? You know what I mean? <laughs> this had so many true gifts to give us. Uh-huh. I was actually giddy last night from watching it. <laughs> some of my, okay, so <laughs> some of my arguments. I have a lot of questions about Frenchie. I have a lot of questions too. And yes, Frenchie in particular, I can't believe she came back. One. And then also, just to skip right to the end, what happened with Frenchie? Okay. Okay. I wasn't going to use, this was going to be my most powerful argument. (laughs) Frenchie was a figment of Michael Carrington's mind. She was like the guiding spirit to be like, uh, grabs his hand and goes, come with me. Oh I'll help you through the plot. <laughs> Are you saying so that she, she is the equivalent of the uh, guardian angel that Frenchie sees in the first film, but she was that for Michael Carrington? Absolutely. How could she not be? Okay. 
I have I have a lot of questions. She had a slight glow about her. <laughs> I know she was doing like she was going back into chemistry to like to get learn her how skin to make cosmetics thing. Cosmetics. As we all did in um, our final year of high school. I certainly did. Look at my skin now. It's glowing. Absolutely. It's not from sweat and it's not from lack of sun. And it's not from uh, Buline to throw it back to Catwoman 2004. Kate, let's be real. It's bowline. Um, (laughs) So so I have a feeling that Frenchie was there primarily (laughs) to guide Michael and the audience through the show because it was a wild roller coaster. But... What kind of teen movie isn't? Like, it's uh-huh. all about hormones. It's all about being horny. It's all about being, like... It was very horny. Where they, this thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's all about um, through your teen years, mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out your identity. Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out um, who you are, what you want to be. So you're throwing shit at the wall, seeing what sticks. Literally throwing things and at many points in the film. <laughs> how old... How can... I don't know if you know this, but how old were the creative team when they wrote this? Were they <laughs> 16, 17 or were they? <laughs> I can only assume that they were, one of them was 60 and then the other was about 14. Okay. Did you say 60 or 16? 60. <laughs> oh, so slightly older, but maybe missed out on their childhood and was just trying to revisit it. Quite possibly. <laughs> um, before we dive deep into the meat, uh, I do want to tell you a little story because I I love Grease, the original film. Mm-hmm. That musical yes. is near and dear to me. I grew up watching it, didn't get any of the references until I was much older. Um, but I want to tell you a little story. Uh, so when I was in high school, my school production, we did Grease, right, which was very exciting. So I, I am former alumni of Rydell High. So I do feel very close to this Divine. musical. Um, Divine. Obviously in year seven, I wasn't cast as any of um, the named characters. And so me and my little band of friends, uh, we were in the background of all of the high school scenes, right? And we came up with names. We had like all of these like background stories that we figured out for ourselves. We had an absolute mm-hmm. blast. And then mm-hmm. tragedy struck opening night when our director came oh backstage God. and said, ladies, love what you've been doing. Um, but we are going to get you just to be in freeze frame in the background of every single scene that you're on stage. And I, while hurt, I kind of wish that had been applied to just this this film, Grease 2, in its entirety. Uh, I wish it had just been a still image that I did not have to interact with or notice at all. What are you doing? words for that what does that even no you know what katie you should be saying the opposite those characters that you created uh-huh. for grease number one they are the characters that have been pushed they're all the characters who were in the backstage and who were back in grease one I they're agree. the ones who are like i think that the quality of this story that was presented in grease two <laughs> no. is akin to the storylines that me and my year seven friends were making up in the background of our school production of grease what were your storylines, might I ask? Uh, there was a lot of, uh, I've got a crush on that boy over there. Is he going to ask me to the dance or not? And then Is he, he a sociopath? Yeah. Does he kill animals? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, uh, coincidentally, a lot of lusting after a cool rider. So. Oh, my. Oh, do not get me. I just, I have so many, all of my, so many of my notes are all in capitals because I was yelling. Yeah, mine too. In, with with joy, mm. mind you. Okay. Um, I just want to point out, so Please. things that I loved about this film. Okay. 
I loved the callbacks to uh, I loved the callbacks <laughs> to the um all the people who I can't name, the oh principal and the assistant the assistant lady. Yes. <laughs> and then the wrestling coach who was now all about basketball and football or whatever. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Eugene is still there. Yeah, yeah, he was. Eugene was still oh there. Um, Eugene, how old are you? <laughs> I also really enjoyed um just the the bold choice to just do the same jokes that yeah. they had done in the first film in the sequel. Oh. Um, I wrote a few of them down. Uh, so obviously the morning announcements was a great reoccurring bit from the original. So they just Iconic. ported that one in. Pretty much no changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny, the new you Danny. You don't need to change. Hey, hey, don't fix something if it's not broken. You know what well, I mean? Well, they didn't. They didn't. So uh, exactly. Johnny, the new head of the Greasers, he also... Uh, his voice cracked in a funny moment, which we all know Danny does in the original. He also asked for a comb. Um, if we're talking about comparisons to the original film, um, there were a lot of things. I, I have a theory, mm-hmm. Kayla. I feel mm-hmm. like this is somehow a school production of Grease, but oh they actually goodness. couldn't get the rights to the original. And so they've had to very quickly rewrite the original Grease by just tweaking little details. So instead of the uh, Grand Bandstand dance-off competition, we've got the talent show, uh, which I have many thoughts of and I can't wait to hear yours. Um, Yes. Obviously, instead of cars, bikes. Motorbikes. Uh, Sandy and Michael uh, are kind of a reverse Danny and Sandy. That was very clever. (laughs) I did not see that coming. uh, There was the song uh, in the original, We Go Together, and then I believe it's, uh, what is it, We Are Together? I thought (laughs) that they were doing a luau, which was not okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Just quickly before we go on luau, because I'm very interested in your thoughts on this, Um, but the We Go Together song, which I do know off by heart because obviously I am an alumni of Rydell High. A wop, um, bubba, bam, a wham, bam, wow. Yeah, and you've got like a lot of We Go Together, like ramalamalama, kadingity, ding, dong. And then they've just done that song again, but it's rock a hula luau. It just felt like this... um, (sighs) Just, okay, 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 okay. You've got me there in one moment. I... I win me back because I, I want to be one. I want to be one back. Okay, I just said. <laughs> I said, oh no, just do sham bam balam balam do bob do wobby do. <laughs> That's what I said. So I think we're we agree on this point. They should have just done. Hey, remember that great song in the first one? Let's do that they again. They should have done that again. Thing is, I think they were all so tired <laughs> because they were dancing so oh hard. My God, Did so you say much dancing? How, it started in the daytime and then all of a sudden, boom. Night times, the fires have been lit and yeah, they're, still they're still going dancing. hard. So they're probably delirious, not sure what they're saying. Mm. They probably haven't been fed. Mm. And you know how people are when it's a school production. They are so much more passionate because they're not getting paid. So they're like, I don't know what I'm worth. So they just they just go so they hard. just go hard. So and they, hard. <laughs> they they lose a lot of themselves. And yeah. I think this is what happened in this show in a good yeah. way. A lot of people lost themselves okay. and were able to discover um, some really exciting things. Are you saying we're in agreement, though, that it does very much feel like a uh, a school production or a community theatre version where they've just gone buck wild? 
Absolutely. Okay, and how could yeah. you not? How, how could you not see the joy in that? How could you not think that is the same, or if not better than Greece? Uh huh. Okay. Because there is so much joy. Like you know, when you're watching. Okay. So yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go into a little anecdote myself. Please, so please, please. when we were in um, grade one, okay, we were doing uh, our school play, which was behind the green door. So it was oh. sort of like you know, at nighttime, all these fa- all these farmyard animals, yeah. um, like what do they do? And we were the dancing cows, like Amazing. one two S, um, class one two S mm-hmm. were dancing cows, yeah. and we sung along to this like, oh good golly, Miss Molly, like something something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. It was a real like rockabilly kind of vibe. Yeah, you see in the footage mm. that there are kids like um, Brendan. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say his last name, <laughs> but I shouldn't. <laughs> Brendan, Brendan M, mm. Scotty L, mm. Judd H, mm. Indiana, mm-hmm. you all know who you are. You were just doing the moves. You were just like, yeah, okay, one, two, three, four, stamp, 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 stamp. Are you calling out the dance moves knees. of your classmates in grade I am one? Absolutely, because <laughs> the camera cuts to, what's this? Is that a real cow dancing, wiggling those hips uh-huh. like nobody's watching? Yep. Cut to me, <laughs> grade one, going wild. Yeah, I I can't tell you. I I probably if I was doing it now, I would have pulled a muscle. But because I was so limber as a grade one, and I just didn't give and I didn't give a shit. Like I had my gut was out, and like I had this Incredible. gap tooth, and I was just like celebrating my mm-hmm. body. And then I was doing all these moves and it's so funny in comparison to the rest of the kids who are just like, I like looking at the teacher saying, what are the next moves? <laughs> and then that, okay, I'm going to, I'm tooting my own horn here because yeah. it's the only time it's happened. Yeah. I got the crowd so invested yeah. that they started clapping along to <gasps> the, the music and then all the kids looked at me and they got excited and they went wild. And if that's not what like the gift of community theater then i don't know what is and greece greece never did that for me greece too however thank you for your gift yeah thank well, you. look i think you have a point there i will agree i think that greece too is definitely an equivalent to a grade one dancing cow <laughs> you are a witch and you've <laughs> twisted my words i still there is so much joy in this movie yes. that i I couldn't, I was so excited mm. last night going to bed because I was just like, I knew all the words Yeah, already. Like I've only watched it once. I know all the words to every song. Yeah. Because um, it either rhymes with school or cool. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> 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 I, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer is divine. She's oh, beautiful. She's, she's isn't she so just. so beautiful. Isn't she stunning? And then mix that with the accent of like, Oh, come on, Johnny. What are you oh, doing to me? Okay. I just, yeah, just the best. I, ge- like, very genuinely, Michelle Pfeiffer mm. and, does that say, uh, Michael Carrington? I don't remember the actor's name. Hang on, let me find you it. You don't need to. Uh, Maxwell Caulfield. Just yes. very hot. Very. Oh, my goodness. Like, I will give them that they came up with a very hot um, principal couple of Grease 2. They were, they knew their audience and they're mm. like, we want everybody to cream their jeans. And this is exactly what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've written Michael Carrington can get it. He you know can, what I mean? like, he can, he get, can it. get it in any way that and he wants. You know what? Michelle Pfeiffer, even when she was wearing those horrific sunglasses in almost every scene, 
still really hot. You know what, Michelle Pfeiffer? You can get it too. You can get it too. I was just really, you know, the one thing I was just worried, like OHS wise, Mm. I was just really worried about her constantly chewing gum. (laughs) (laughs) She'd be cramping and she wouldn't be able to deliver Mm. her lines and she'd be straining her voice a lot because of the amount of work Mm. it takes to chew Mm. gum. That's what I was, I was really worried about Mm. that. I don't think, I don't know if the actors were, um, treated properly on set I, I just yeah that is it that is a big concern do you feel like it did impact her vocal performance um I how do you so. feel about her vocal performance in the film I Kayla? think so because because I don't think she sang any of her songs <laughs> <laughs> but that's because she wasn't ta- like taken care of nobody looked after okay. her and gave her sort of like she wasn't able to have vocal rest mm, or mm. anything like that because she had to keep chewing gum mm. because she had to stay in character. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. In saying that, Cool Rider was a great song. <laughs> was it? <laughs> was it? Can you can you tell me? Yeah. Uh, a single. I can other, tell you a single other line from Cool Rider other than Cool Rider. Okay. Mm. Yes. Cool Rider. Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Frantically googling. <laughs> she said, "I had this. Oh no, actually, <laughs> I said she had this idea of Mr. Right. Remember, she said that later in the movie, and it was like her going, remember that song I say? I remember. Okay, can I just quickly? I want to get mm-hmm. up on my little uh, soapbox for a minute because yes. I, I bloody love a musical. Um, oh I believe God. that you do as well." Yes. Um, my biggest pet peeve when it comes to musicals is when it's um, a non-diegetic song. What's that? So basically that's when uh, so uh, diegetic music or uh, dialogue is what happens in the scene, right? Yeah. So Grease oh. 1, they're all singing and you can see them singing from the start. Grease mm-hmm. 2, the amount of times the song started... And it was just in the background and then, yeah, sure, they'll give you a 20-second bit where the guy's lip-singing along. But the most of the time it was in the background. It was soundtrack. <laughs> and I cannot stand, like, quite genuinely find that very frustrating. Because I'm like, who's supposed to be singing? You beg to differ. I beg to differ. How? I beg to differ. How? I think, I think, <laughs> I think, I think it was back- background music the whole time. <laughs> That was one of my favourite things. <laughs> was it? I remember there was a stage where Michael Carrington, this is his George Michael moment. Yeah. I never want to dance again. He sang that song. I'm pretty sure it was the same <laughs> song. He was walking through the car- cafeteria with his, I thought it was a sandwich, and then it turned into a cake. I don't know. That's the magic of theatre and the magic of Grease too. <laughs> I didn't know if he was singing. And then I looked across yeah. at my partner, Jordan, and I said, is this is this him like inside his head or is it somebody else like are we mm. gonna or is it now like do they now just have music yeah. in this musical that isn't singing that isn't um a part of Grease to the soundtrack that's like mm. its own stuff um then the minute that those that question left my mouth mm. um it cut back to him singing and yeah. I could not <laughs> could not believe you know, they answered my prayers. Yeah. They answered the question. I asked the question, they answered so it. So you're you're saying you liked the inconsistency. 
within singular musical numbers as well. It was consistently inconsistent and that's the consistency that I enjoyed. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Um, Can I just ask your thoughts on a particular character? Ask me, Katie. Katie, ask me anything I so and I will. Questions. I, I'm so ready for okay. like a, 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 a round, a fire round, or whatever it is. Amazing! And I'll just like boom, 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 boom. Okay. I'm ready to answer. Okay. Um, I would really love to talk about uh, what I've written in my notes as Child Jan, uh, where I don't know if you remember in the first Greece, Dolores. There is yeah, Dolores or Woodchuck, uh, who's given a nickname that's never mentioned or referenced. Pretty much ever again in the entire film. Uh, she looks like a mini Jan from the first mm-hmm. film. Um, mm-hmm. And she is an actual child and also appears to be the pink lady's slave. Any thoughts? Sibling sibling relationships, Katie. Was she a sibling? She was. Oh, absolutely. She was the sibling of um, um, bl- blonde-haired lady. <laughs> Do you mean Paulette? Paulette, wasn't she? <laughs> oh, my God, wasn't she? I don't know. I swear she was. I thought she was. I okay. So in all fairness, yeah. my question was, how old is this little boy? And then realized that mm. Dolores was um, a she, because I was like that. That was me when I was really little, and mm. I was such a boy. Like I, I definitely. I was like, g'day, I'm one of the boys. Like <laughs> I want to go bowling. Um, that's not how I sounded. I sounded like, oh, come on, pop, let's play ball. <laughs> Um, I, I did question how old that was, that, that, uh, Dolores was. Literal child. I think it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) How, okay. So if, if, if the existence of child Jan Dolores Woodchuck is fine, Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about the framing of Michael Carrington walking her home, uh, as a date? I don't know if you remember, but he's got a song called Charades. I genuinely um, had forgotten. Can you remind me? How did it go? Charades goes, I'm all dressed up in my (laughs) finest attitude, (laughs) pretending I don't care. (laughs) Um, Let's go to the chorus. Let's go to the chorus. Can't you feel the real me behind my charades? Have I lost the real me behind my charades? It's a real, it's a real jazzy, I feel like, jazzy number. I feel like there was some losing of the melody. <laughs> <laughs> he does, he does get very, very tired as he continues to sing. Trying to keep the charade up. I don't, yeah, and I don't think he's had any vocal training whatsoever. Mm. So that was must have been really hard for him. They're like, all right, and uh, uh, sing, sing here. And so he did, and I mm. commend him for his creativity. Um, <laughs> I think his his charade, yeah, had like had already begun the minute he was on the screen first. Yeah. He was just like, I don't know who I am, mm. and so he's trying to be this this person who dates a a person on their way home. A child, a child, Kayla. Is that the? I wasn't. I wasn't going to say that. Mm. Um, it's okay. We can move on. We can move on. <laughs> Um, obviously we discussed that the film is, uh, it's, a, it's really, really hor- horny. Horny. Um, and, and everybody's horny, mind you, which oh. I really, I'm like, that's. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Students and teachers. Yeah. If that isn't truer than anything, it's just, yeah, that was perfect. The way they framed horniness for everybody. Yeah. Divine. I just, I wanted to check. There was a metaphor in there 
that I think I got, but obviously mm-hmm. as a Grease 2 lover, I wanted to check with you that I had properly yep. understood. Um, in the world of Grease 2, uh, does bowling equal sex? Does bowling equal sex? That was the vibe that I got from the dance number... I don't even remember what it was called. Um, let me have a look at what the dance number was. Um, I think I've got a list of all the song names because I love them mm. so goddamn much. It was, there was stuff about scoring tonight. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was Okay, so there was Love Will Turn Back the Hands of Time. There's Back to School Again, Charades, Cool Rider, um, <laughs> Do It for Our Country. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Favourites. Oh, yeah, there is uh, Prowlin'. And score tonight is absolutely. (laughs) Now, in that moment, there is this level of like sexual tension in every single scene. But when it came to bowling, I just felt like that kind of faded away and they were just focused on the task at hand. Okay, so you think it was just about bowling? I think truly as as a Grease 2 fan, as their number one fan, I think that was just purely about the passion for bowling. Bowling. For bowling, right? Okay. Because it's it's a it's a very passionate game. Three strikes and you're not out. You you stay in. When we've been told our whole life, if you get strikes, that that's a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? It's confusing. And so these kids are like, what else can I do? But I have also said, who knew bowling choreography could be so sexual yet elegant? <laughs> that doesn't mean that they were thinking about sex. Okay. I just happen to find bowling choreography. When I see it, because yeah. I see it often. Yeah, it's, I you're find a connoisseur it, of it. I'm a connoisseur of bowling choreography. <laughs> I happen to find it very sexual and very elegant. <laughs> Which movie in particular? <laughs> um, the bit where they were doing the thing with the... <laughs> they were... Okay, the the core strength they had to yeah, yeah. Um, have for flinging those bowling balls around. Yeah. You know how much bowling balls weigh. Uh-huh. And surely, like... Because these are all professionals, mm-hmm. they're like, no, no, I want to use the real thing. Mm-hmm. They fling it around and then they get lifted and then they do like leg splits and they do a little bit of ballet. Also, how did they not slip mm, mm. on the on the on those lanes? Yeah. How did they not slip, Kayla? Um, because there was no moistness in the air. They were not wet for love. They were <laughs> they were dry as a bone down there, Katie. So the lanes were wax free that doesn't make sense there was no moisture <laughs> exuding the bodies of these uh-huh. teenagers so the lanes remain are you sure dry. are you sure about that i'm pretty sure that bowling in itself is a very sexual activity but what i'm saying <laughs> is the teenagers at that they're not at that stage where they find bowling sexy okay. so it's the only way they can get a, they can sort of escape their their feelings and their hormones so, because you, we didn't see any other adults. We just saw all of the teenagers. Well, there was there. the old man by the door. He's he's well. Don't judge a book by its cover. He could have been seventeen-year-old <laughs> Benjamin Button. <laughs> um, so these kids are in this bowling alley. <laughs> the lanes were dry because mm. there's no moistness. Then you get a like. I I kid you. The next time you go to a bowling alley, uh-huh. you'll see a couple of adults uh-huh. around there. The lanes are moist as anything because bowling is such a sexual activity. How do you <laughs> how do you feel about that argument, Kayla? I don't know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, I don't know what I said. Um, well, should we? While we're still on the the sheer horniness of the musical, should we pivot? Please. 
to, I think, what is an inevitable discussion of the song Reproduction. Let's part a beret around to reproduction. <laughs> For which I've written, which was a sound effect that happened multiple times during the song Reproduction. Any thoughts? Reproduction. Reproduction. That song. Okay, that wasn't my favourite song. Okay. Well, you're allowed to not have a to have a not favorite song. My yeah, because like all you know what I mean. Like okay. you have an album and you love all the songs, and you're like, yeah. I can easily tear them. This was not one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. It was just ones that, um, like most of the songs, it really helped to clarify what they were talking about. Because I don't, I didn't find, <laughs> I didn't find that any of the songs actually pushed the narrative forward. Okay. I just found that the songs, which was. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. This was a very good thing for me. The songs did not push the narrative forward. The songs didn't push it. They sort no. of like, hey, let's have a break and let's reflect on <laughs> on a feeling that we've just had and sing about mm. it over and over again. Or an again. irrelevant feeling. Or an irrelevant feeling. Yeah. But hey, with teenagers, are any feelings irrelevant? <laughs> we need to look after our youth. All right, okay. And how is the song reproduction looking after our youth, Kayla? Because it's, it's, a, it's a safe space for them to explore... <laughs> Reproduction. <laughs> Reproduction. It's a safe space for them to be like, hey, can I say the word vagina? Um, or can I say fanny? <laughs> Did they say either? I think so. Okay. I think so. Okay. I've blanked it out. It. I'm <laughs> lying. I've blacked out completely. <laughs> I liked how they um, changed gender roles. That was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> um <laughs> I take that back. (laughs) (laughs) Any other thoughts on gender roles here? Okay. No thoughts whatsoever um, because I didn't even – they weren't even there. What are you talking about? Reproduction, the song, was – I've just – how many times have I said the word reproduction, Katie? Um, uh, Multiple, at least 80. Exactly. So that this has gotten me talking about it and I Mm. think – You are talking about it. We are talking about something Mm. and I think that something is reproduction. Mm. So, Katie – Yeah. The fact that I've said reproduction over and over again. Yes. You're probably going to you're probably going to go away from this conversation mm. thinking about reproduction. Yeah. And then you're going to probably go on your own journey to find out what reproduction means for you. Mm, as and I think that's how <laughs> Actually, it's not even I think. It's definitely how the teacher was getting through to teenagers. Mm. Because it's really hard to connect. It's really hard to say, hey, sex is a natural thing without teenagers laughing. You've just got to put an idea in their mind and let them, you know, take it by the hand, take it home with them, put it in their cupboard, forget about it for several (laughs) months. And then maybe eventually when they're cleaning out their room, they'll be like, oh, my God, reproduction. Remember (laughs) remember that song. Katie, have I convinced you? Um, look, you've convinced me that I will remember that the song is called Reproduction. I don't <laughs> I don't feel like it was particularly educational. Um, and then also what I think its biggest sin was, was that it wasn't funny. I don't know about you, but I was pissing myself laughing. Oh, were you? Was it the boy yo <laughs> It was all the boy yo yoings It may have been nervous laughter. It may have been panic. <laughs> panic laughter. Um, well, while we're touching on uh, the sexual elements in the film, should we pivot yes. to, yet again uh, mm-hmm. to the song uh, Do It For Your Country? Uh, yeah, easy. Mm. What's your thoughts on that? Patriotism. Mm. 
I have written here, do it for Disneyland, which as we've previously established, sex in children's films is one of your... I I was like, tick, big tick. <laughs> big tick for Kayla. Big tick in my criteria boxes. <laughs> that sounded sexual itself, didn't it? I don't know. I don't even want to talk about this song that long because it made me so angry. I thought, genuinely thought it was a parody. (laughs) Okay, real talk. Is the whole film a parody? That's what I mean. Like, I don't know. That's why I had so much fun because I thought it was a parody and I thought it was so funny because I was like, you are all making a comment about how dumb this is. Like, and it's so fucking funny. It genuinely does feel at every moment though like it is has been written as a parody because it's like there's characters that are clearly like references everything's like heightened everything's more intense I feel like it's the the epic movie or like the scary movie but like for Greece because like absolutely even Johnny our new Danny Zuko or like head of the T-Birds it's like his (laughs) hair is bigger he's like tank top is smaller his jeans are tighter his jeans were so much tighter oh my god he had a very good bum he did uh just on the t-birds how did you feel about goose being played by what i can only assume was a 45 year old man um (laughs) let me tell you i believe his name was christopher mcdonald um ageism in movies is a real thing and (laughs) if anything grease 2 was like we want to welcome as many white (laughs) back onto set as possible and chris mcdonald was one of those people Mm. we know this because what teenager would have sunglasses attached to strings so they wouldn't fall off i think Mm. that was him preparing for a role that he was doing in a movie later on maybe flubber (laughs) hey don't don't you dis flubber genuinely i adore that film I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying uh-huh. I think let's think about Christopher McDonald using Grease yeah. 2 as a way for him to find his teenage fun, funky side because Flubber essentially is a very goofy movie. It's Incredible. fantastic. Yes. But it's got to be just as camp as Grease 2. Okay. All right. Christopher McDonald <laughs> is using Grease 2 as sort of like the jumping board to get into his character for Flubber. He's also getting a little bit old, so he doesn't want to lose his glasses. So he, <laughs> he has strings Giant attached string to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think it's a real talent for a 45-year-old man to to act like a teenager. Um, okay, while we're on the T-Birds, how, yes, give me more. how did you feel about this rule? This mm-hmm. rule... That yep. pink ladies can only date T-birds. Duh. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that, Katie. Oh, Duh. my God. <laughs> and, like, okay. Also, uh, Johnny is supposed to be dating. Okay, genuinely didn't click that Johnny and Stephanie were supposed to be dating because he spends the whole movie kissing Paulette in front of everyone. And then at what the end, he's about? like, but we're over. And I was like, um, <laughs> so You? you- Katie, yeah. you got to switch on those listening ears, okay. young lady. Okay. Do you know what? Maybe you were taken on the role of a teenager watching this dumb film being like, I don't care. <laughs> For me, I was being a mature adult mm. and I was listening to the dialogue between the characters. And I distinctly remember, yeah. I think it was 10 minutes <laughs> in, Stephanie says, we're over to Johnny yeah. Knoxville. Okay. So why did they break up again then? Uh, right at the end of the film. I don't think they 
did. I think that was Johnny <laughs> mm. couldn't handle that grief. You know, we all go through through stages of yeah. grief. First one's denial, and some people experience that stage yeah. for a longer time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stephanie experienced it probably like for two minutes. Yes, yeah, she does strike me as two minutes. Yep. Two minutes, Steph. And Johnny, I want to call him Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> Why? Johnny, I don't know. Johnny Anthony. <laughs> He, he was experiencing denial for how long is the film? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. an hour and 45 minutes. Was it only an hour and 45? It felt like it, two hours. Like a lifetime yeah. of joy. Was there a plot? Now, can you just to, just to find plot for me? Um, a storyline, a narrative, a, a cohesive so- narrative. <laughs> <laughs> a journey okay. from A to B. Yes. Mm. So mm. this was about Frenchie. <laughs> this was about choreography of all sports, how sports <laughs> and dance and, and, and the, the arts fusion. should be yeah. more integrated. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. That's, that's, and that's a positive thing because usually sports are like, no, that's just for like this, this masculine idea. Yeah. But it's like you have all the, all the, all the sports boys – who can fucking do pirouettes. Incredible. Mm, mm. That was what it was about. Mm, mm. Hardcore accents is what it was about. <laughs> when marching bands get in your way, when you want to try speak to somebody you like, that's what it was about. <laughs> um, also, actually, I should have mentioned this first. The principal, yeah. respect for grass. She says this when she talks about the motorbikes being <laughs> driven all through the school. Mm. And in my notes, I've said about time. Mm. About time people respect grass. Mm. And so I think primarily, Mm. sorry, I know you asked about the plot and then I got (laughs) excited. I should have just said, this was an environmental movie. (laughs) It was a movie (laughs) about the environment. Um, Have you got any other example of the time the film was about the environment? Uh, Easy. Motorbikes instead of cars. He he makes, he he builds a motorbike. Mm. Rather than getting a new one, recycling, Katie, recycling. <laughs> they um, again, again, recycling the same lines from Greece one. <laughs> Environmentally friendly. Oh my god! <laughs> um, dancing my way through this argument. <laughs> There was definitely a lot of sort of um, throwbacks and a lot of mm. tributes to other musicals. Like there was a Chicago, there was a Chicago reference <laughs> where this? when they're doing Prowling, uh-huh. they're singing Prowling, mm-hmm. and he's like, "And I love them, and they all love me." And oh, I was like, "Get a Chicago." Hi. They did. I was like, "Hello." And then obviously the West Side Story, where mm. it was the Sharks and the Jets. It was the pink mm. ones and the the other guys. A lot of references and to Greece as well. A lot of references to Greece, which. I really enjoyed mm. because if I hadn't, like, if, if they hadn't done those um, references to Greece, I mm. wouldn't know that this was sort of following the same story. Mm. Mm. So that was handy. It was useful. Also, Michael Carrington, mm. the 1960s version of Phantom of the Opera. Um, really love to see you working on that one. He's got that little bike helmet on and, <laughs> and the mask. Nobody recognizes him. <laughs> And, and, and Johnny himself says, so what's the story with the creep on the bike? And d- the Phantom of the Opera has a bike, doesn't he? 
He's a little bit creepy. <laughs> He's a bit of a creepy boy. He's a bit of a creepy boy. <laughs> He's a bit of a creepy boy. Um, and they did keep asking, like, what I thought was really impressive mm. from this movie yes. was not only those tributes, yes. but the fact that they were questioning. It was kind of like they were breaking the, the fourth wall for us a bit mm. here. And they were showing us, hey, this is... This is what it would look like if people randomly broke out into music and to song and dance in real life. Yes. Like, it just doesn't work. <laughs> um, also, <laughs> also, there was that moment where they said, so what's the story with the creep on the bike? And they just kept asking Stephanie, what's the story? What's the story? <laughs> and I think we can interpret that mm. as them genuinely asking What's the story? <laughs> What's the story? So they're quizzing us. They're testing us. <laughs> You're saying it had like a meta layer. It had it. Oh, my goodness. The layers upon layers mm. upon layers. Okay. Greasy layers. Okay. Um. Uh, what happened to Frenchie? She died. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Was, was Frenchie on the motorbike? Frenchie was on the motorbike. That went so off into she... the gorge. I swear to God, Frenchie was a figment of his his imagination. I've started, this is how we begun the debate. Mm. This is how we will end it. Okay. Frenchie, mm. who I Googled, <laughs> she couldn't have been a high school student <laughs> because I Googled and she's 27 years old. <laughs> so she couldn't <laughs> logically. Like the actress or in the world of the film, the character was no, 27. I asked. I asked Google, how old is Frenchie in Grease 2? And they said, hey, Kayla, Frenchie, not, not the actress, Dee Dee, Dee Dee Con, I believe her name is. Not the actress, Frenchie hmm. is 27. 27. Oh, wait, no, here it says she was 27 years old when she played the part okay, of Frenchie. So, so sorry. the actress. But have we seen her in any other movie? <laughs> So, no. D.D. Con is Frenchie. Frenchie is D.D. Kong. The two inform the they other. They are one the same was... and they are and a figure of um, Michael Carrington's imagination. I don't even think D.D. Con is a real person. I mean, she is a D.D. icon. hi She has always been a figment of all of our imagination. I think she actually died <laughs> in the first Grease. <laughs> in Beauty School Dropout. Dropout. That's all her just like. She's being brought to heaven. Mm. The gates mm. of heaven. Mm. She she died. She and that was Jesus. <laughs> Beauty school dropout. Beauty and and like, mm-hmm. oh look, you're dead now. Oh like, yeah. I'm pretty sure those. Yeah. And so she comes back as a ghost. Yeah. To haunt us. Yeah. The the audience and be like, I was remember haunted. me? Yeah. Um, hauntingly beautiful as well. Oh. She came back to guide Michael Carrington mm. through the wild mm. wild ride that was Ride Al High. Do you have a favourite thing? Do you have a diamond in the rough for Grease Um, The whole thing was an absolute (laughs) diamond for me, Katie. I just, I cannot tell you how much joy this brought me. Yeah. It wasn't in the movie. It was while we were watching the movie. Uh Um, My partner, Jordan, asked uh, during the song Prowling, just because a lot of the time, I don't know about you, I couldn't understand anything they were saying. Not at all. Not a single moment. So on the song Prowling, we're going prowling. Mm. Um, We figured that out. The second time we heard the song, Jordan Jordan and I thought that they were singing, we're going to brown him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Instead of we're going prowling. And I think that was my favourite favorite part because it could have made 
as much sense as the original song. Because, again, we're just throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. We're going to brown him. We're going to shit on him. We're going to shit on this creepy bike dude. I will. We're going to go bowling. I would believe that Johnny would would do that as well. My favourite thing. Yes, please. Tell me. Uh, tell me. I'm disappointed because you evidently weren't paying attention during the Girl for All Seasons part. Um, but Cardi it, B, I tell you. I know. Um, it was, I believe she was June. If not, she was August because they all had months. Um, and her hat was a giant baseball mitt. <laughs> and I just really liked that. I was like, that's a great... Um, I mean, you know, I like to make costumes and props, and I was like, "That's some great into cosplay artistry there." So, did you get any tips or hints? Were you like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> that's how you can style a hat"? Well, look, if I ever need to dress up as a baseball mitt, I know where I'm looking for inspiration. Yeah, great. And that's important great, great, great. to have. Shall we talk about next week? Yes, let us talk about next week, um, Katie. I am. <laughs> I'm terrified. Are you so? Are you? When you say terrified, do you mean excited or uh, both? I feel both okay. feelings equally in this moment. Okay. Mm. Okay. 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 Well, hold on. Hold on to your butt. I am holding. Um, here's my hint. Okay. Ooh, it's me, Emma Stone. I was your girlfriend. Ooh. <laughs> um. Is it Matthew McConaughey? Is it Ghost of Girlfriends? Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh my god! We're gonna have the time of our oh, lives. Oh, I can't wait! You know I love a romance. <laughs> <laughs> Your face is showing no expression right now, Katie. <laughs> I, much like Emma Stone in that film, am dead inside. Okay, folks, I will stop word vomiting. <laughs> We're so excited for next week. Um, if you would like to hear from us, get in touch with us. Uh, you can follow us on our socials. So on Instagram, we are actually I loved it. At Twitter, we are at AileyPod. So that is capital A I L I Pod. You can email us at actually I loved it at gmail.com. And if you're so inclined, maybe chuck us a review on any of the podcasting apps. You should be able to find us most places that podcasts are. If your favourite podcast app doesn't have us, please reach out and let us know and we'll try and get on there as soon as possible. A big thank you to Imogen Sigler, who has done our opening music and our transition music. That's it, legend. Um, she's an absolute legend. God love her. You can follow her on Spotify. She's got some incredible music out there. That is Imogen Sigler, C-Y-G-L-E. And she's on Spotify, so check her out. Alrighty, hooroo! Hooroo. Okay, so in all honesty, I probably missed that part because (laughs) for a brief moment Uh I was looking up the lyrics for Cardi B's WAP. Um, So I may have missed the entire (laughs) the entire talent show. Oh, thing. <laughs>